The man who discovered the blood moons is here with us. This is not good. This is one bucket wow. of pancakes. The man of the toupee. He's on the front page of New York There's no respect for white European males anymore. Welcome to the Sped Doctrines Podcast, the podcast about propaganda and the people who peddle it. I'm Travis Reyes. I'm Kenny Van. And I'm Amador Salazar. Hell yeah. And this is an episode that's going to be irrelevant probably before we even post it up because who knows what's going to happen. <laughs> so that's cool. I just kind of like. This episode literally has no stakes because nothing matters anymore. So uh, yeah, let's get into it. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so what are we? <laughs> I mean, we're obviously going to cover what's happening what are you now, about? but uh... QAnon makes a has won a house seat, so that's good. Uh, yeah, I've, I selection. Full disclosure, I accidentally voted for QAnon a million times. I slept on a banana peel, and I voted for Sonic the Hedgehog for president and QAnon for Congress a million times each. So this is all my doing. Thank you for your service, first off. Um, election day, what, what what did you all do? Like Anything special? Um, I... Was attended a Zoom service or my grandfather's funeral, and then I watched politics for like thirteen hours straight. <laughs> oh my god! Neat. Yeah. So, I uh, my drug well, dealer didn't have acid, so I just smoked a bunch of weed. I was planning on not watching any of the coverage. <laughs> I was planning on just doing like three hits of acid, and then waking up in the morning and being like, "Fuck yeah!" Like, you know, taking a break from it. But I ended up doing kind of what Kenny did, where I was just smoking a shitload of weed and drinking a shit ton of coffee, and I was up for, like, a day straight just, like, watching. Yeah. I was watching, like, four or five different, like, lefties covering it, and then oh also God. looking at, like, CNN uh, and New York Times, uh, Decision Desk, and Associated Press, and all this shit, keeping up on it. I was watching Jesus Glenn, fucking I was Christ. watching Glenn Beck stream for our podcast <laughs> for research for Monday's wait, 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 episode. What was he on. doing for the election? So what? Didn't you say he was doing some crazy fucking stunt for his election coverage? Yeah, so he had these like these like shitty little like Ally McBeal baby looking things that went across the screen and for Trump it was like this weird CG like dancing Trump that did like backflips. So whenever Trump won a state, that fucking thing would come across the screen. Whenever oh Biden won, it would be like some, it would be like a CGI Biden in like a wheelchair. 
It would play like ba 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 bump whenever he won a state. And then off in the wings, he had like a guy dressed as like George Washington, and another guy dressed as Karl Marx, and he goes like, every time. Every time the radical the radical left wins a state, we're gonna put George Washington in this coffin. They had like a giant coffin, like a full size actual coffin. <laughs> and when like Trump wins a state, we're gonna put uh, fucking Karl Marx in the coffin. And they put the Karl Marx guy in the coffin. And honestly, I was like very high, and I was flipping between like you know the Majority Report and CNN and MSNBC and. The Chapo one, and I was doing the dollop one. But I never saw Glenn Beck take that guy out of the coffin, so I think he just left that actor to rot in that <laughs> coffin all night. I That's wish right. that Glenn Beck had just like put a revolver on the table and was like, for every state Biden wins, I'll put a bullet in there. At the end of the night, I'm going to pull the chamber. Like He just forgot Biden was definitely going to win more than six states. He just fucking killed himself. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, um, I don't know. All I can say is that both of the ways you all explained consuming the election coverage sounds awful to me. <laughs> like, I would have, like, not been able to handle that. Um, I, I was, like, purposely trying not to pay attention. Um, I, so I went to pick up, uh, signatures at a polling site f to recall our public utility in San Antonio, um, which is fun, but a lot of weird shit happened too. Um, so I was at some, <laughs> this place called Al Safar shrine, which is like a Mason, like Mason lodge, I guess meeting temple place. Um, so it's crazy. Like every time I would go inside the building to take a piss, like, you look there's like this hallway and it had to be like 50 feet like long and there was just like all these pictures of all these people with like weird hats on um which was a little alarming that was a polling side it just seemed like really culty um but like outside wait are uh, the shriners was... the ones that ride the tiny little cars like fucking Bressy the clown <laughs> <No>. <laughs> i think they did that i don't know Sorry. I mean, if they did that. No, if they did that, I would, I would be so cool with being there. But the whole thing just reeks of like cult. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'm just glad I didn't have to spend too much time inside the building. Uh, outside, uh, there were uh, some Trump people just like hanging around early in the morning. This guy like was driving his truck in the parking lot. It's a huge parking lot. Um, and he was just driving like around the parking lot with a Trump flag, like a huge Trump flag. And he was like holding the pole like and driving at the same time. And he must have been like 90 years old, oh, <laughs> but he had a uh, proud to be American, like blaring super loud. <laughs> And like this pole, like someone that worked there, like just happened to be like, you know, just standing there and was like, hey, you can't be here like that. And he was like, oh, can I be in the parking lot? And she was like, sure. And but then he like just drove off and left. Um, 
There was another Trump guy who just refu- was not wearing a mask like most of the time he was there. And he must have been at the poll site like for about four or five hours. Um, so that was cool. Like I was standing behind a table and like 20 feet away, there's like a fucking asshole just like breathing and talking. Um, Good news so- is uh, once Joe Biden officially wins the election... You won't have to worry about COVID because it won't exist anymore. That was the plan the whole time. Yeah, this is true. Um, You heard it here first. Um, Yeah, uh, it was, I don't know. The most interesting part was that like a 106-year-old showed up to vote and like all the Biden and Trump people like gathered around their vehicle and was like clapping for them. And they're like, I voted for Howie Hawkins. <laughs> that would have been great. Um, mayor, our mayor showed up uh, for a photo op to take a picture with the 106-year-old. Um, uh, it was really weird. Like, How great would it be if that person, like, right as they went up to the booth, like, died? <laughs> <laughs> if they were like, okay, I'm doing it. And they just went, oh, and then. <laughs> like their ghost came out of their body playing a harp like a Tom and Jerry cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then voted anyway. And then the Trump people were like, see, they're doing it. The dead, they're voting. <laughs> <laughs> fucking freaks, man. They would have actually had a case with, with that situation. And, um, if a ghost actually was like, Joe Budin is my president. <laughs> <laughs> it's like oh yeah no he just wrote in joe joe budden uh, <laughs> joe budden <laughs> wait joe budden yep what's his name the the rapper the, you got it right yeah yeah oh you, you got oh, i it. thought you were making a pun no <laughs> <laughs> no joe budden's a real guy yeah he made the song uh pump it up from uh the you got served official movie soundtrack <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, I witnessed the mayor take a picture with that Trumper without a mask on, so that was good PR move. Okay, I, sorry, I the, thought something the, happened uh, with the election because I just got a tweet update from Woj, and it said all votes counted. I was like, "Whoa, fuck is Woj like breaking election news?" But it's about <laughs> the uh, NBA. <laughs> they're starting the season on. Uh, <laughs> if anyone cares, they're starting the season on December twenty second. All right. <laughs> but to be fair, like that fuck I Trump getting COVID got broke to me by Woj, so that's how I found out Trump had COVID. Yeah, I just got a tweet up. I got a tw- I got a, like a tweet alert, and it was like Woj going, "The president has COVID." And I was like, "Fucking sweet, dude." <laughs> and so I learned he yeah. Like, I posted that, and people were like, thought it was a bit. I'm like, no, I learned uh, the president had COVID from a fucking basketball <laughs> Twitter guy. That's insane. Uh, yeah, I mean, so I guess let's start about with some of the good things that happened last on election night. Sure. Uh, Oregon decriminalized all drugs. Hell yeah. Legalized mushrooms. <laughs> Just tight as hell. Yep. Oh, DC. I think Colorado. No, not Colorado. Did, no, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying that Colorado had already 
done that. Oh shit, that's the, tight. The mag- the magic mushrooms. Yeah. DC did it too. So I'm moving to one of those three places. I'm just gonna do shrooms and heroin without fear of the law. He's gonna go <laughs> shoot up heroin courtside at a Trailblazers game and freak out Carmelo Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> Another cool Portland thing that happened, uh, they uh, passed a DSA-backed pre-K for all, uh, and uh, they're paying for it by taxing the wealthy. So they did it right, not like in San Antonio where everyone is taxed for it, I believe. Or I I actually don't remember the details, uh, but we had a pre-K for SA, but it's not structured the same way as uh, Portland or Oregon, I guess. Uh, yeah. So Kenny, I guess uh, Portland is better than Seattle. <laughs> sounds like it. Uh, Washington's ballot initiatives are terrible. Most of them did not pass. Uh, all the taxes that we had on like big corporations and, and stuff like a lot of the taxes that we had look like they are being repealed. So mm. that's not good. Um, Here in Austin. And also oh, in the ahead, governor sorry. race, this guy named Culp, who's like a fucking moron. What's his name? Who, Culp, C-U-L-P. <laughs> he is refusing to concede, even though he's down by like, I think like 20 points. <laughs> <laughs> That's good, though. I like that that's happening. Also, this guy's never held public office. He's not even, like, a high school graduate. Not that that... Yeah, he's Is just, he like, some weird what dumb if, guy. I hope he's, like, 14. He's like, hey, if what? I lose the election, my mom's gonna make me eat my vegetables. <laughs> so, no, I do not drop out. <laughs> uh, some weird, like, 50-year-old bald dude with glasses. He has, like, all these, like, uh, billboards up that's, like, said common sense back to Olympia. It's like, you lost by 30 points, and now you're just like, I refuse. That's funny business. Like, Is he one of those, no. like, Pacific Northwest weirdos? Yeah. You have, so. you have a bunch of psychopaths in your area, like militia weirdos. <laughs> yeah. Twin Peaks, yeah, I mean, Kurt Cobain, and fucking alt-right militias. That's what you're known for. Oregon, too, to be fair. Uh, yeah. Have you ever seen- they have de- they have, you ever- have decriminalized all drugs, so that's good. Well, see, like, well, that is, I, yeah. I mean, that is something that libertarians and socialists uh, can come together on. Uh, now, well, maybe, maybe not all de- libertarians. I don't know. No, all the, libertarians- a lot of libertarians I know are like, well, you should never do any drugs, and also there should be no roads. We should all be sober and not be able to get anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, I just remember, like, when I was in college, there was a lot of libertarians at UTSA. Um, surprise, surprise. Um, but uh, a lot of them were like, no, weed's cool and, like, drugs are fine. And, but, like, they were all younger people. So, like, yeah. maybe older libertarians don't agree with that. I think when they get old – no, I guess, I guess you're right because I was going to say – because Alex Jones, when he was a libertarian – that was his big thing. That's where a lot yeah. of like fucking young like psychonauts and fucking stoners were really into Alex because he was like, "You should smoke weed." Also, here's like a fucking trippy ass thing about a lizard man. And everyone's like, "Fuck yeah, this guy rules." And 
<laughs> now he's a fascist. This is who I, I watch for my scheduled panic attacks. <laughs> Just <laughs> watching lizard people on TV. My roommate, my freshman year of college, was like a dude who got me into like Alex Jones. And, or he was not into it, but like at the time, he, he gave me like this big ass like David Icke book. Oh, no. And it, well, no, it was just like the best of it. was like, he was like a normal ass, like, stoner dude. And the David Icke thing, it was all about the, the lizard stuff. It didn't dig deep into like, you know, his like, it was like the greatest hits thing. So it was like that. And I watched that 9-11, like, Alex Jones documentary. And I was right. into like Ray Kurzweil, like a lot, that fucking transhumanist guy. All of them are like weird libertarians or conservatives. <laughs> but at the yeah, time when you're like first doing drugs or getting into drugs, you're like, this is fucking heady shit, dude. And then you realize it's all galaxy brain nonsense. Yeah, the, like the libertarian perspective, like is always like the, you know, personal liberty and freedom, which I guess includes uh, drugs. But there's, you know, always the uh, age of consent thing that uh, seems to be a real big deal for them uh, a lot of them which is like i mean that's just i don't know that's not something that you know i want to spend my time organizing around so look uh, if look you get to do heroin then i get to hit on the girl who works at wetzel's pretzels at the sophomore in high school <laughs> that's the trade-off <laughs> <laughs> speaking of libertarians uh, a lot of them are, are Joe Jorgensen cutting into that uh, into those margins for well, yeah. Let's save that to for... co-opt the Trump movement. <laughs> let's save um, that for when we get into the actual election because I do want to talk about that. But uh, yeah, I think the decriminalization of all drugs is you know good. For sure. Um, I don't know. Why, I haven't read deep into it, but if it's like mandatory rehab, it's not going to make a difference. Yeah, because I, that shit does. As someone who did all has done all the drugs. Uh, I tried rehab. They tried to like make me go to rehab a few times, but that didn't work as much as me just um, being like, "Oh fuck, I don't want to do this." <laughs> and like, you know what I mean? So, but decriminalizing right. it definitely, you know, it helps more than it hurts for sure. Yeah, I would hope that they. I'm not sure. I haven't looked into it too much, but I know that uh, Portugal. It was one of like the first countries to ever like decriminalize all drugs, and they've had really good um, results from that in terms of addiction. So it's obviously, I think the right move in terms of treating that problem. So yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, you know, drug use. I mean, it definitely makes it like safer to buy the drugs. You know what I mean when they're decriminalized. They're not like legal, yeah. so you can go to the store and buy yeah. like heroin. But it does make it like easier. You know what I mean? Yeah, I like, mean, you know, as long as you know a lot of these, uh, you know, decriminalization measures are, you know, done responsibly. You know, only good can come from it. So, like, even like with the heroin thing, I remember talking to some of my friends, and like uh, we were all talking about the war on drugs, and I was like, uh, yeah, we just need to, you know, legalize all drugs and they looked at me like I was insane because they're like, you know, heroin, that's fucking terrible. And it's like, well, you know, like if you decriminalize it or if you legalize it, the benefit of that is that, you know, like you can have like 
safe, you know, like needle exchange, like program set up and like right. do, do it in a way that's more humane and well, safe for, you know, people that have the, a substance abuse issue. The, um, how I got like when I was doing heroin, how I got like into it was I was working in like a um, so it was in New Jersey and I was working in like a. I was working in like a warehouse at a Toys R Us. So it was like moving fucking boxes and shit. And I hurt my back and I was on like painkillers. And I was poor. I moved in I moved there to do comedy. And I was sharing like a fucking two bedroom apartment with like another dude. I didn't have like any money. And one of the comics there was like, You should try heroin. It's like the same shit. And then I did because I couldn't afford to get medication um and yeah so like i mean i guess reform (laughs) those kind of drugs uh but it's also like that's how a lot of people get like addicted to heavier stuff it's just like they literally can't afford the uh prescription like amphetamines that they're subscribed for pain and they get addicted to isn't that like a huge thing with the opioid epidemic? A lot of these yeah, people that got hooked on shit their doctors gave them are now And then they to, go, it's cheaper to do heroin, which it is, and then... Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, so I think there's obviously two parts to, you know, uh, you know, ending the war on drugs. One of them is, you know, like, what, what we're speaking to, like, a, you know, a, a, substance, a substance use, like, public health issue. But the other is, you know, getting police out of, you know, the lives... Or, you know, in involved in the drug anything, <laughs> um, that's a huge issue. Um, for what it's worth, I pulled up an article from The Intercept on Oregon's uh, a proposition, and Alex Vitale endorsed it. Um, he's the end it, of policing. Yeah, yes. Yeah. yeah, he's the author of The End of Policing. Uh, and on here it says... Oregon's decriminalization measure should not be confused with the legalization of all drugs. It instead entails the removal of criminal penalties for the possession of small amounts of illegal substances. After February 1st, the penalty for drug possession will be akin to a hefty traffic ticket, a $100 fine. So. And I think that's the biggest thing is you're not getting like junkies and addicts walking around with like whatever the legal amount. Uh, whatever the limit is for distribution, not walk around with like bricks of heroin in their pocket. It's like a fucking tiny little eight ball, and then they're getting thrown in jail, and then they're just you know having to go through withdrawals. It doesn't do anything to you know help cure them. And like you said, with the needle exchange, it makes it you know safer. It makes yeah. it yeah. Because like once you get arrested for that shit, then it's like. You're going to be more quote unquote careful, and that just means being shadier. And then, well, also, like, you know, anytime you have to get involved with the police, you're, you're becoming institutionalized in, you know, in a system that uh, is designed to keep you, uh, you know, right. And that shit like fucks you up too. Like, if when you get like sober, it's like, okay, well, now you're, going to have a hard time getting like a job or loans or like a lease in an apartment because you have a criminal record. You know what I mean? So it's just like, yeah, 
Yeah, so it's good. Um, pretty tight that you can. Can you just buy mushrooms in stores there now? <laughs> so I like, guess it would probably take a while, but I imagine like probably. Uh, I guess that's just like expanding the market for like weed shops. I guess, or uh, yeah. I don't know. I want to go to Seattle once they have mushrooms in stores and buy some mushrooms from Sean Kemp at his store. You're like, hello, Sean Kemp. <laughs> one one gram of mushrooms, please. Your finest mushrooms, Mr. Kemp. Um, so you're uh, the place where you're uh, a resident. Uh, a lot of good stuff happened there in Austin. Yeah, we passed uh, the election. Prop A and Prop B, which is good uh, for public transit, which, you know, it's good. It will help us be an actual city, which we need. Um, there's a lot of, like, issues with people having – because you can't afford to, like, live where the, like, high-paying restaurant jobs are. You know what I mean? Like, all the downtown kind of fancy. You can't afford uh, okay. to live, like, in that area. And it's hard right. for people to, like, you know, get there. And having, like, a train system or a transit system would for sure help with that. So that's good. Um, Not to mention that's good for the environment. Yeah, it's good for the environment. It uh, Using a train helps you uh, not use Uber and Lyft and all those demon companies. Oh, my which, God, yeah. Uh, we'll get into that. We'll get to the bad segment. But, uh, but yeah, and it helps... When I saw like the like ads against it, I was like, I can't think of any like reasonable argument to be against, you know, a like functioning rail system or like a public transit, because it's like every functional like metropolitan city has it. If Austin wants to be up there with like the, you know the Seattle's and Chicago's and shit, it's like, well, you need that because yeah. this city's expensive as shit to live in. And you can't afford to, like, you know, you can't afford to, like, live near where you work. Um, yeah. So that's good. That, that's, uh, that's good. Um, I have a few races that are pretty good. Uh, Mari Turner won, um, in Oklahoma, and she's the first Muslim uh, lawmaker. And, uh... In Oklahoma? Hmm? Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. I sorry, I paused. I was trying to think of place on the thunder now. For... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but she's the first Muslim lawmaker in Oklahoma, which is, you know, big because it's... Definitely. Um, Omar Fatah. I, I hope I'm saying that right. F-A-T-E-H. Omar Fatah. He won a uh, state senate seat in Minneapolis. And he's a progressive. I think he's a DSA-backed guy. Okay. Um, so yeah, I think uh, most of the DSA endorsed from DSA National, I think. I think I saw like 70% or something. It was like a really high number. Yeah, I, I saw different numbers, but I saw like 26 out of 30. Yeah, it was um, like there a were high. A lot of... <laughs> it was a big number. Yeah. But I mean, I mean, those are people like I mean, like the whole squad was reelected. Yeah, and that's what I was gonna get to next. The whole squad, which is like no one thought they weren't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
And I mean, okay, so the, like the bigger story for them would have been in the primaries. Definitely. Absolutely. I mean, it, like most of their like races, it was like, oh, like once you're out of the primary, it's a foregone conclusion that you're going to win. Um, yeah. But uh, uh, I'm pretty sure that uh, Rashida Tlaib and Ilan Omar won't get uh, much credit from Biden himself. Yep. Uh, but uh, they're probably responsible for a lot of the turnout for, you know, the, the Democrats in their respective states. Um, and they actually did a lot of canvassing. Uh, when the Biden campaign was explicitly on a no canvassing uh, diet or whatever the fuck uh, was going on. I know Biden spent a lot of time in a basement for a while. Um, that's that's when they were there, trying to lose. That's when Joe there, Biden was like, vote for Trump. Don't vote for me, Jack. Wasn't there that weird like interview with like Newsweek or something where they, some guy was like, yeah, I talked to like the Biden campaign about their ground game. And they were like, what do you mean ground game? <laughs> yeah. Like I was going to... I know it was like Newsweek or one of the or USA Today. It was like one of those just like normal. That's why it was so. That's why it was so like, well, what the fuck? Because it wasn't like the Interceptor, one of our papers. It was like one of these like national like lib papers that was like, yeah, Biden just flat out. like, I don't. What, what is what is the ground? I don't. I'm, fly, I'm flying high, baby. Yeah. And I, I know that. Uh, Arizona is uh, still too close to call, but uh, a lot of the turnout uh, for Democrats uh, is partly responsible for, or you can attribute it to this organization called Mi Gente. Uh, they have an extensive ground game over there, and they're like a, a Latinx-based uh, organizing group, uh, obviously. Yeah. Can we talk about uh, that for a second? How, like, literally on election night, every fucking shit lab was like getting super racist <laughs> against Latinx people for Biden's, like, deciding back in May that uh, Latinx community was not a part of their electoral strategy. And then surprisingly, they did not show up for him in the same numbers that they should have. Well yeah, um, one of those counties was my home county, uh, Star County in Texas. Everyone was talking about Star County and Zapata County. Um, so uh, essentially, uh, the margins for uh, uh, in favor of Biden in uh, Star County were extremely low. Um, I believe they showed, you know, uh, Obama's 2012 campaign was something like plus 75 in favor of Obama. And then Hillary was like something like plus 60 and Biden was plus five, um, which tracks uh, based on everything we've seen about uh, uh, Biden's outreach to Latinos uh, and Mexican Americans. He loves Cubans, um, which it doesn't look like that worked in his favor. Um, considering Florida didn't go Biden. Um. So, yeah, that's what I want to talk about is, like, they had some lady on, um, I think it was CNN. I don't know what she does. I don't care. She was annoying and <laughs> shrill and a bad person. But she was like, um, yeah, a lot of Latinos, they just got, like, tricked by Donald Trump saying the word socialism. And that Biden was a socialist. They just got tricked by it. And because, you know, Latin people, we we don't like socialists. We're, like, afraid of socialists. We think they're bad. 
and it was like it's like I'm gonna punch you in your mouth, lady. Like you ne- never once. And then they asked her. Then like the news anchor was like, "Hey, so yeah, do you think he did enough for the Latin to win?" the Latin vote? Like, do you think Biden did enough or could he have done more? And she was like, oh, I think he did. I think Biden did a good job. I think it's just they all fell for Trump's lies. And, you know, they hate socialists so much. And he was like, that's good. That's a good and smart thought you had, you dumb lady. <laughs> that's a good thing to say. And it made me... Like... I don't know. It's, well, it's insulting <laughs> on multiple levels. One, because you're just going like... Yeah, all Latinos are so dumb. They just, like, fell for this, like, weird lie that Trump literally said about every single Democrat. Every single yeah. one. He's like, this person's a communist. Even about, like, fucking Pete Buttigieg, who's a CIA spook. It's like, <laughs> it's like this gay CIA agent. He's a fucking secret communist. It's like, so it's insulting on that level, too, and it's just kind of like... You it's know, almost like not all Latinos are terrified of communism. You are, because your family probably left, and after like Castro was like, you can't have slaves anymore, and you can't own like seventy percent of whatever monopoly your family has, and they're like, this is oppressive, and then they left to America. Yeah, I heard <laughs> I heard some interesting uh, things being said uh, about. Uh, Stark County in particular, like some people were saying that, oh, it's because Trump, you know, uh, loves the Border Patrol and they probably expanded it so that there was more jobs, which, you know, uh, you know, unfortunately, uh, there is a lot of, uh, you know, demand for the Border Patrol, you know, when you have a fucking xenophobe in office. So, um it just it, it that could be it, uh, but I I really think it's more attributable attributable to the fact that you know Biden just did not have any sort of like message that spoke uh, to uh, you know Mexican Americans on the border, um, and that's I don't know that's pretty bad. I don't know you know if like you know a plus five would hold like in you know another Democratic. If it was a different Democratic candidate, but that's where we're at now. Yeah, I think it was completely, uh, (laughs) obviously, a failing of the Biden campaign. They, uh, like, if heaven and earth, like, moved for Biden to win this campaign, like a literal plague struck. um, Well, first of all, (laughs) Obama made that fucking like magic call and got everybody to drop out and endorse Biden and destroy fucking Bernie's chances of winning the election. And then shortly after Bernie had to drop out, a fucking plague hit, so he didn't really have to participate in anything. And Trump literally just let the hundreds of thousands of people die. And Biden was like, like Biden didn't even really fucking campaign. Like, and like even in the debates and everything. Every this election, like put everything else aside, this election should have just been a one issue election, and that's fucking COVID. And like he wasn't even able to sell that. And COVID ties into everything else too, in the way that like it disproportionately is obviously affecting communities of color, and like it ties into everything. It's a perfect like just like encapsulation of 
fucking every single issue that we you have. Can, and, yeah, and can, I couldn't hit that. You can do every issue under COVID. You can like do yeah. every issue that anyone wants to, and always bring it back to COVID. Like if you just cho- if you just chose to hammer Trump on COVID, you could do like literally every about like immigration. You could bring it back to COVID, the economy. You could bring it back. You could do everything back to COVID. But instead, Joe Biden is like, look, man, I think fracking's tight as shit, and I want to do more of it. Literally, yeah, and literally, like they're talking about that in these fucking like I. Nobody fucking gives a shit about fracking. Like, first of all, like, we're on the list of most important issue was global warming. And now you could definitely make the argument that climate change should have been one of the number one issues that people were voting on, but it wasn't. So nobody gives a fuck. Yeah. In which way, the only thing people give a fuck about is the immediate. And right now, immediately... Uh, we're fucking dying from a plague. Yeah, and Trump's I mean, Trump's message is, and this is insane. I'm sorry, this is insane that like Biden didn't bring it up once. Trump's strategy is herd immunity for a novel virus that you can catch more than once. I, he's hedging his bets completely on a vaccine, an effective vaccine coming out, because there. I mean, it could take who knows how fucking long for us to build a natural immunity. It could be generations, like. It's like that episode, that stupid fucking Futurama episode where Zap Brannigan's like, I sent as many people as I could at the Killbots until they reached their kill limit, and then they just shut off. He's like, that's his literal strategy for this. Just like, as like, many people <laughs> possible could die, I and then like I'll win. The, I, do like the, I do like the idea of Donald Trump being Zap Brannigan and then Mike Pence being that weird little alien. <laughs> <laughs> um... But you, but yeah, on the it's fucking insane because I was thinking about this. All of the coverage that I've seen, they've asked about like when they're like, "Why is this so close?" Which is a valid question. Like, why the fuck is this as close as it is? It is because Trump's just letting people die. He's a clearly a stupid person. He's like the dumbest person on earth. Why is this so close? And they're just like, "Well, I mean." Everyone got scared of, you know, socialism and, uh, what's your face? I sent you that tweet, that fucking, that crazy, what's her name? Abigail Spanberger, who was a goddamn yeah. fuck. She was a CIA spy. She was a spy for the CIA. She's a fucking That means spy you for- should trust her. That means you should trust her, Travis. She can keep a secret. Like, I don't know, overthrowing governments or doing weird drug experiments on people without them knowing. It's just so infuriating that she's like, I'm a Democrat and also I like drone strike a village in Yemen so I could build a Kmart there or fucking whatever the fucking shit she does. It's. But she Not said, to mention, <laughs> like, I don't know. There well, was let me, let me millions the, of dollars raised by like Amy McGrath. Well, let me, let me finish like, this thought before we move on to the next thing. Uh, but here's what she said about the, uh, she said, we, she said, we lost races. We shouldn't have lost defund. The police almost cost me my race because of an attack ad. Don't ever say socialism again. It's like, no, you almost, they, they want to put an attack and if you want a shitty candidate, defund the police is like overwhelmingly popular (laughs) or at least like, you know, like, uh, fucking, like reforming the police, and if you're against it, and you're a fucking CIA spy, you don't get to. People don't think you're good. 
You're a murderer. <laughs> you're a fucking like CIA same? spy. And now you're like, don't say socialism because I almost lost my race. Well, you won. So what's your complaint about, you psychopath? <sighs> and, like, fortunately for her, uh, Nancy Pelosi and Democratic leadership agrees with her and are blaming uh, progressives and uh, too far leftists for these close races and these losses. It's like, I don't know what it was, but how many fucking former intelligence community people <laughs> have been running in like fucking Demo- for Congress and shit under the Democrats? It's like, yeah, fucking what's her face uh, in Kentucky, <laughs> Amy McGrath, who did United ninety three? <laughs> she did nine eleven. You have a CAA fucking spy and the person who did 9-11. Good job, Democrats. And the Lincoln Party, uh, the Lincoln Project, too, who literally are all 9-11 people. You're just taking the fucking 9-11 people and bringing them on your side. And then you're like, why don't people like us? Because you're fucking trying to make us like the 9-11 people. We don't want to like them. It's bad. That was a bad thing. Uh, Sorry. (laughs) No, I mean, the, yeah. Uh, also, I mean, I don't know. I, I just find Florida, like, interesting. It goes Trump, but they, like, approved a $15 minimum wage. And I was looking into that. Um, and apparently uh, the reason why that happened is because uh, essentially uh, – DSA, some DSA chapter in Florida really pushed, uh, you know, the $15 minimum wage fight. And uh, most of the Florida Democrats uh, uh, said that that was too left. Uh, so they were like, no, we we have to, you know, go away from, you know, something like that. But it passed with 60%, like overwhelmingly like supported by, you know, the people of Florida. So I don't know, like, it just seems like, um, it seems weird because um, I, I believe that the $15 minimum wage thing is on uh, Biden's you know platform, but uh, I don't know. I've never heard him ever once talk about doing something like that. So it's not like he was really pushing that shit. Um, and, and yeah, that I think is also another reason, of course, Democrats are losing is because they're a party at odds with their own constituency, like the overwhelming majority of Democratic voters are much farther to the left than anybody in the Democratic leadership. They overwhelmingly support $15 minimum wage. Uh, They overwhelmingly support Medicare for all. They overwhelmingly support um, all sorts of uh, affordable housing measures. They support legalization of marijuana. They support uh, decriminalization of drugs. When they do these polls, the Democratic voter base and that's people who vote, I guess, which which makes no sense. So, yeah, hire the guy who's at uh, – not hire, but <laughs> get the guy who's at odds with your own fucking party. And that's why you have fucking voter initiative – ballot initiatives in all these red states, like, for <laughs> uh, legalization, decriminalization, and, like, $15 minimum wage. And yet they go for Trump. Yeah, and I mean, honestly, like, if you really wanted to cut into, I don't know, uh, the Joe Jorgensen vote, like, if you, if if you were a national candidate, sorry, nobody's cutting that. 
Yeah. <laughs> Joe Jorgensen's solid as a fucking rock. Joe Jorgensen's a queen. She's the best. She's no, she's no Gary saying, Johnson who wants to butt fuck <laughs> Mount Everest, what? but she's she's solid. She's good. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm just saying, like, hypothetically speaking, like, if you wanted to, you know, attract that kind of voter, um, which I don't know, Biden, like, why would Biden have a problem with that? He was, like, courting Republicans his whole campaign. Uh, so why not just add the people that don't believe in roads, but, like, get them in by saying, our campaign believes in legalizing weed. Like, that will cut into, like, young people that vote for libertarians like yeah libertarians rock but we rock <laughs> more. all he had to do is like pick one fucking issue i'd be like take take a take one left position and just like drive that point home but like you couldn't even fucking do that it's like well you got covid you could have the weed cops <laughs> just it, 420 blazing yeah so uh, yeah, let's get back to what you were uh, talking before I went on my weird rant about all the money they put into these races. With Amy McGrath, where they put in millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars to a person who had no chance of winning. Yeah. She almost lost to, uh, who was she ranked against in Kentucky? No, 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 before in like the primary. Oh, uh, Charles, uh, Charles Booker. Yeah, she almost lost to Charles Booker, who had like... <laughs> Yeah, like a I tiny, mean, tiny percentage of the money that she had. Yeah, and I mean the difference there is that you know, like Charles Booker was like very active in uh, you know the protests, and uh, and I mean you, you know he, he was kind of like the perfect candidate, but almost like the timing was a little off. Like I think Kentucky had like uh, like you could get your ballots in like a month in advance or something like that so like he kind of caught fire like he had like a like a final hour like surge uh, but it, you know a lot of people had already cast their ballots so um there there could have been a chance i think that he could have beat her um but the timing was just off um and then uh evidently uh, uh what's her name McGrath. fucking russiagate on msnbc oh man Maddow apparently uh, like spent like a minute talking about how like Amy McGrath had no chance of beating Mitch McConnell, but like she was one of the people that was like, "Hey, give money to this fucking lady who did 9/11. Just do it." Yeah, we've been uh, screaming that she's not gonna win since like yeah. fucking <laughs> since like fucking March. We've been yeah. like, "Hey, yeah, this lady's not gonna win. She's not good. No one likes her. She's boring and bad." And also. She did 9-11. She did it by herself <laughs> on her own. She orchestrated all of 9-11. And then she had a little did, help from Osama. And then, uh, and then I don't know if you guys heard about this or remember this. Rest of power, Osama bin Laden. Is he dead? Oh, no. Yeah, oh, no. I miss, um, I miss him every day. <laughs> does, his, does, his, does his niece know? The Trump loving no. niece? Does she not? Know, does she know that Osama bin Laden is dead? She does not know. Oh. <laughs> That's, That's why she thought it was really weird that she was invited on like Tucker Carlson. She's like, my uncle, who's very much alive, did nine eleven. <laughs> beloved, she's like, you know, my beloved nine eleven uncle, he's still alive and good. And Tucker's like, 
I hate black people. And she's like, oof, check, please. <laughs> and then Tucker was like, it's she's weird that people hate me more than they hate you, right? And she's like, I don't, I guess. Why are you saying this to me, the niece of the very alive Osama bin Laden? <laughs> the world famous Osama bin Laden. <laughs> no, but like, yeah, because after like uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg died, I don't know if you guys remember that happening. Um, <laughs> it didn't make the it didn't make the news a lot. It was like back page, and it wasn't a big news story when uh, yeah. the notorious RBG went RIP. <laughs> then everyone was like, <laughs> then all like the libs were like, you should give Amy McGrath money because Mitch McConnell is going to be mean and fill her seat. And then, like, anyone with half a brain was like, don't, don't give Amy McGrath money. She has no chance of winning. And then she raised, like, a shit ton of money. She raised, like, I don't know how many millions, but multiple millions. Like, in the double digit of millions of dollars. And she never had yeah. a chance to fucking beat him. This could be, um, I can be misspeaking here when I say this, but uh, would it be wrong to assume that most of that money came from out of state? out-of-state donations yeah because I, mean, I don't know if you listen to the trillbillies podcast uh but they talk throughout the election cycle they're like about how in uh kentucky there's no fucking libs it's either like a republican or you're like a socialist because everyone's like working class there and right. uh yeah so there's not like a line for some fucking weird fighter pilot who's like I'm gonna, I'm gonna be like, I'm a lib, but also I'm gonna work with Trump better than McConnell. Wasn't that like her whole thing? She was yeah, like, I'm gonna be uh, better at working with Trump than Mitch McConnell, who like controls Trump. They're gonna do better than the yeah. fucking Emperor Palpatine. <laughs> yeah, well, she, yeah, running to the right of Mitch McConnell, like how yeah, many what more are you, what like are you insane justices you gonna, are you gonna? Can't fucking do that. You like going like I'll work better with. I'm going like I'm gonna work better with Donald Trump than Mitch McConnell is like going. I'll work better with Darth Vader than Emperor Palpatine. It's like you can't work with the person controlling the shitty little dumb asshole. You can't do Mitch it. Mitch McConnell literally is decaying, and then like laughing in the face of death when they're like two hundred fifty thousand people are dead. He just goes ha ha. ha he's Emperor ha. Palpatine. Yeah, yeah, he's fucking. <laughs> This is not a, a metaphor. He's literally a Sith Lord. <laughs> <laughs> and then the Lincoln Project, I don't know how much money they made, but they have a podcast deal and a TV deal. <laughs> so that's, that's cool. Um, I don't know if you saw this. Like, the night of the election, like, before midnight, their uh, senior advisor for the Lincoln Project, she tweeted out, Maybe I'm less depressed than the rest of you because I never expect any Republicans to help beat Trump. Yeah. And it's like you no one wants you can't, you can't even diet. like you can't even wait till your fucking goddamn grift is complete to brag about how you did your grift. Yeah. Like and it's like the, it's like if it's like in Ocean's Eleven, if like right as they're like robbing the casino, they're just like, can't believe we got away with this amazing grift like you're in the middle of your grift like at least show your idiots you're ripping off some respect <laughs> you know what i mean wait till it's like done to be like by the way we grifted you and now we have a tv studio yeah uh 
Another thing about the election that I just read about recently um, is that apparently uh, Robbie Mook, Mook was in charge of <laughs> a Mook. super PAC. <laughs> the Mook man. Yeah. He, he was in charge of a super PAC uh, that was in, basically charged with like helping all the Democratic House races. Um, and it's looking like a failure because they didn't really as of right now they haven't gained seats uh, they're at a minus five uh right now they've lost uh, seats yeah they lost seats and, and uh i don't know if you all know who robbie mook was uh but in 2016 he was uh clinton's campaign manager so he did uh, a very good job <laughs> yeah he's failing his way upwards he's gonna be president someday yeah i don't know yeah I don't know who this man Robbie is. Robbie Mook's but... the guy they like. QAnon people think killed Seth Rich, right? Is that Robbie Mook? What? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Wait, wait QAnon people think Robbie Mook murdered Seth Rich? Yeah. I thought they thought the Seth CIA Rich? murdered Seth Rich. They think Robbie Mook was like a part of it. Uh, Amador, Seth Rich is was like a staffer for Clinton, and he was or the. Democratic Party, and they thought that he might have been the one to leak the emails to WikiLeaks, and they thought he was murdered for it. So yeah, he got like he got like mugged or something on his way home from work, and they were like, "Coincidence? He's in a safe neighborhood in D.C. There can't be muggings there." And it's like, (laughs) yeah, cool. So Robbie Mook did it, and then he. You heard it here first. Robbie Mook murdered Seth Rich. This is a QAnon podcast now. <laughs> and speaking of QAnon, um, they did it. They did it, boys. QAnon is in sen- is in the Senate. <laughs> They're in the Senate. What state Wait. was that in? Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Wasn't there some... So someone won an election and they died from COVID. Yeah, in South Dakota. Yeah. Just like uh, what's his name, the uh, Bunny Ranch guy. Yeah. <laughs> what did he run for, and then he just died? That's what I'm looking up now. Uh, President, President of the United States. <laughs> <laughs> he should have ran this time around. I think he would have had a better chance. Wait, so there's a QAnon person in the House and now also the Senate? Yeah, I heard the House. I don't I don't know if they have a senator. Yeah, there's that's, a QAnon uh, person in the Senate. That's hilarious. For... Imagine that person like interacting with Bernie Sanders. <laughs> I thought I heard that someone did. I could be wrong. I don't know. Uh, if you could look that up. I'm looking up the Dennis Hoff thing, what he ran for, what he won. Uh Yeah, he won the uh, he won the uh, assembly district election in uh, what year twenty eighteen, but he uh, died. But he's also like a weird libertarian weirdo. He was like super into Ron Paul, and apparently, uh, my favorite thing about him is if you visit the Bunny Ranch, you can buy um, Dennis Hoff erotica written by Dennis Hoff. About Dennis Hoff, like, fucking, like, aliens and, like, hot mummies and, like, hot robots. He, like, writes these weird sci-fi novels where he's just, like, fucking hot 
mutants and fish ladies and stuff. Kind of like that movie, uh, Color of the Water, or whatever the fuck it was called, about the lady who fucks the fish that won the Oscar. I don't know the name of that oh. movie. <laughs> So the shape, the shape of Water? It was that what, yeah. is that what it was called? Color Water is a better name for the fish porn movie. It's, it's blue, Travis. This is not a compelling movie. Neither is a movie about a guy fucking a fish, but it won the Oscar. <laughs> so. Uh, so the the Q... Uh, not, not a senator. Marjorie Taylor Greene is a congressperson, which means that she gets to interact with... She's got to murder AOC. I'm just calling that right now. Wait, who's running for Senate? One of the QAnon people was like running for Senate. I can't find anything. I I was just Googling QAnon Senate, and the only thing I'm getting is Marjorie Taylor Greene. Yeah. Because I think you have to run for something else before you're... Yeah. Run for Senate's like a much bigger deal than Congress. Okay, so I have a list here. A lot of them are congressional candidates. Oh, okay. Here's, um, here's what I was thinking the thing was. Uh, a... Kelly Loeffler uh, from Georgia got endorsed by uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, who's a QAnon person. So that's where I thought the Senate was from. So, like, she's Q adjacent. Right. Okay. But yeah. I think she's, like, one of the people. I think Loeffler is one of the people that's, like, QAnon is dumb and bad, wink, wink. I don't think she's, like, outright. Like, the other one who won is, like, an insane. What's the name of the one who won? Is it uh, Marjorie? Uh, yeah, she's an. Yeah. In, she's like, there was a story where when she was like, <laughs> when she was like running, her um, campaign put out like a statement that was like, she's renounced QAnon. Like this is not, this is not going to be an issue. And she made like a front facing video of her like crying, going like, I don't know why they betray me like this. I like love QAnon. I think it's cool and good. So she's like <laughs> full blown. She's like cued the fuck out. She's deep in the shit. So that's cool that yeah. that's cool that she's gonna be allowed near actual politicians. It's neat. Laura and Loomer I like that. lost her, her. I think she would have been the second QAnon person. It was Laura Loomer, but she lost. And Laura in Loomer, Infowars employee. Lo- <laughs> Laura Loomer running for office. What a stupid fucking country we live in, dude. <laughs> it's fucking Infowars and QAnon people and. And the president who can't read. <laughs> I'm convinced Donald Trump doesn't know how to read. I've never seen him read anything. No, he doesn't. Yeah. That's why those books are blank. He doesn't even know what words look That's... like. He's like, this is a book. I've seen that before. Did you see one of his stupid ass adult sons like tweeted out a fake video of them burning like ballots? And he was like, this is real. And they're like, it's fake. <laughs> Oh, Eric. There's... Always trying to satisfy his daddy, but... Is Eric... Which one? I don't know which one's which. Is Eric the one who's, like, on cocaine all the time? No, that's no, Donald that's... Trump Jr. So yeah. Eric's just, like, the stupid one that, like... Yes. He's, like, the mobster <laughs> guy in the Looney Tunes cartoon, just like, Oh, okay, George. Oh. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That's his energy, for sure. Yeah, he is mice and men. He has big mice and men energy, and then... Don Jr. is just, like, fucking perked out of his mind all the time. Oh, yeah. Hanging out with a little pump, doing lines of Xanax. Little pimp. (laughs) As Trump affectionately called him. That's a compliment. That's a better name, though, I think. Yeah? Little pimp is better. I don't know what little pump even is. 
It's like a reference to a shotgun, like a pump action. I don't know if the little in front of it's stupid. I I think no, I think I like the little. Lose the pump, just be little. Little, <laughs> I'm, I'm Donald Trump's favorite rapper. I'm little. Oh, I'm so little. I'm a tiny guy. <laughs> Donald Trump, please. I'm little. Oh, jeez. Oh, I'm I'm little pump. You're doing an ET voice. I don't like that. That's good. That's what Lil Pump sounds like. Did he do that again? Oh, what's going on? I'm Lil Pump. It's a little meat water, I think. That's that's also your Kawhi voice. I remember we were watching the finals. We were like stoned out of our mind, and just out of nowhere, you'd go, Boardman gets paid. And I'd be like, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) You just kept doing it over and over and over again. Yeah, I was uh, was losing my mind then. That's when the cell started to go bad. To be honest, is when Kawhi left. Yeah, something was off, for sure. In Arizona, apparently the protesters uh, were chanting "Pizzagate" at like the door of the election, or not the election, like the ballot counting place. They were just chanting "Pizzagate" at the door, which is like that's a different thing, unless they think that. Children are being molested inside of the. They probably do. Yeah, that's what a lot of their, you know, conspiracy is predicated How on. What so. would it be if all QAnon people just think when a door shut, there's just like a child being molested on the other side? Like every single yeah. door they see that shut, but they can't see into. <laughs> they need like a like window. They're, they're like a dog. Yeah, they're like when you lock a dog, like when you put a dog in, you know, when you put a dog like in a room with no windows and they just like scratch the drywall to get out. That's how QAnon people are. They'll just like <laughs> dig at walls and be like, I got to get in here. There's satanic child sacrifice happening in there and it's just like someone <laughs> sleeping. A bunch of dumb assholes. Yeah. So who is Harlan Z. Hill? Who is that guy? He's a weird little Bobby Hill looking motherfucker. (laughs) My diet. I want to run for Senate. (laughs) (laughs) He was trending on Twitter for like a couple things. The first one was he said, uh, tomorrow, tomorrow I'm going to Philly with a team. This is war. And so I just started tweeting out pictures I found in Google Images because it looks like a baby man. It's adorable. (laughs) And then also some reporter like called him out for like a lie, and he was like, "You're a cunt" to the reporter. Holy <laughs> Which shit! Which is actually super funny, and I think it's like hilarious to be like. It was like one of those weird things the Republicans do, where it's like, "Riddle me this: If there's this many people in the state, then how come only this many people's votes have been counted?" And then the person was like, "Here's a link to what's happening," and he was like, "Cunt" underneath it. It's like. <laughs> All right, little baby man. Uh, yeah, w- little Wayne's girlfriend dumped him <laughs> because he had messed her up. So um, it looks like I'm going to fuck that lady now. Uh, also, uh, Kanye conceded the race, but immediately tweeted uh, Kanye 2024. So I think he's... Licking his wounds now, but he'll be back and better than ever in four years. So he has a shot to do it. Oh, um, I would be remiss not to mention that uh, 
LA County uh, also uh, voted to defund the police. So. Oh, cool. Well, they also voted yes on Prop Twenty Two. So uh, yeah, I think I think the Prop Twenty Two wasn't that like was that just an LA specific thing or was that California? Like a state? Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. a lot of those fucking companies are based out of Silicon Valley. Um, and a lot right. of the things, what pissed me off when it passed is there's a bunch of people on Twitter going like, oh man, I voted yes on Prop 22 because like I fell for the propaganda. Oh well. And it's like, dude, we've been screaming at you on Twitter why it's bad. Like, at first I felt bad for them and I was like, I mean, they did put like $200 million into the propaganda thing and it's like, well, nope, you're an idiot because it's super clear once you look into it at all. Yeah, and you have like access to the internet, so if you're like at all a lefty, just like Google Prop Twenty Two, like not even I'm like sure. a lefty, like even like New York Times is like, hey, like this is like a fucked up thing. Like these lib papers are like, this is shitty because now, yeah, yeah, this is gonna be like a rant thing for me, but it's like, so. I've been kind of thinking about this a little bit. Uh, I've been playing the video game uh, Watch Dogs 3, which, like, the plot of it is kind of like, you know, you're taking down kind of this, like, malevolent, like, tech dictator Mark Zuckerberg guy who wants to fucking take over everything. And I started thinking, like, how that's a theme in so much, like, sci-fi, like Philip K. Dick and Terminator and fucking Black Mirror. Where it's all about, like, technology and these corporations, like, literally, like, controlling, like, government and controlling all this shit. And how it's supposed to be, like, a cautionary tale. But it seems like now that it's happening in real life, we're just, like, apathetic to it. And instead of being, like, oh, shit. Like, because Prop 22, essentially what it is, is, so, workers in California, like, um... Rideshare drivers, they can't unionize now. Prop 22 makes it so they can't unionize. They don't have any minimum wage. They don't have health benefits. They don't have any, like, PTO. They don't have anything. Um, and the only way that law... The only way it could be repelled is with seven-eighths vote. So seven-eighths of the people have to vote for it to be repealed. So essentially, now the corporations can write their own labor laws. And decide what the fuck they're... You know what I mean? It sets that precedent. And what's going to stop a company like Amazon from doing that? That has, like, way more money to put into propaganda than fucking Uber and Lyft. What's going to stop... And then it's going to... like It's not going to end... It's not going to be a California exclusive thing. This is going to spread out. Because companies now know they can get away with this bullshit. And people are just like, oh, fuck, that sucks, I guess. We're fucking slaves to fucking Uber and Lyft and Airbnb now. And it's yeah. like, yeah, some of these ballot initiatives too are so fucking stupid because people don't know what they're voting on. Uh, and yeah, I would absolutely not be surprised if like Amazon, which is already like so fucking sick and tired of Seattle, was just like, we're going to get rid of our headquarters here and just make all of our employees work at home. So all those people will move out of the city of Seattle because right. why the fuck would you stay here? Uh, it's super expensive to live here. And most of those people were only here for the job. And they'll work from home. And then they'll be classified as what? Like probably 
uh, independent contractors because Amazon doesn't have an office for them to go into. It's also convenient for them because, like, I mean, think about, like, how Amazon is, like, went out of its way to, uh, you know, know where their workers were. Like, there was, like, an article about Whole Food employees and, like, whenever there were, like, a bunch of them meeting together, like, at on the shop floor, like, yeah. that, they had, like, technology that could detect that. So then they were like, oh, like, they might be organizing and unionizing. And, you know, if everyone is stuck at home, like, there's a good chance that, you know, you, it's, you know, it's probably more difficult to build camaraderie or, you know, like, to even build, like, norms, like, as I, I don't know. Like, it, there's just, like... Yeah. A social cohesion aspect that is missing. What's insane is the like. Um, I don't know if you're familiar, but a few years back, the city council in Seattle decided to pass a head tax on these giant corporations like Amazon and Starbucks. Okay. And basically, if you had like a certain amount of profitability, a certain amount of employees, you started to have to pay. Um, it was like a couple hundred dollars per employee, and that was the that was the head tax and it was supposed to help uh, the homeless population, which is kind of really bad in Seattle right? and supposed to go towards affordable housing. And uh, basically I did the math and it was uh, the amount that that would have amounted to for Amazon specifically was like 40 cents on every dollar. Oh, shit. Um, uh, it was like, no, I'm saying that, is that wrong? It was like, um, because that sounds really high. I'll have to do that again. But it was a really low amount. It wasn't 40 cents on the dollar. It was a really, really, really low amount. Gotcha. Um, no, it was, uh, yeah, not 40 cents on every dollar. 40% of one penny on every dollar. What? What's Whoa. So overwhelmingly, Amazon was not losing any fucking money. Yeah. And they held the entire city uh, hostage. So basically, they had a bunch of construction projects that they halted and which caused all these construction unions and all these construction workers to lose their fucking mind and apps uh start protesting and start demanding that the head tax be repealed which our mayor uh and city council did so like was it wasn't amazon do you remember when they were like we're building a new headquarters in like another city wasn't that just to get like infrastructure plans on cities yeah, so they held like an auction, and all these cities yeah, started Austin sending. Yeah, Austin was them. one of them. Yeah, Austin was one of the C- cities. Yeah, yeah. So all these cities like gave them uh, a kind of a look, and like city management, city build is like see where the city was going, and like construction projects and all that shit. So Amazon would have like an ability that no other business did in terms of like Here's planning the out thing. There. Here's the thing that companies, the rideshare companies especially, like Uber and Lyft do to form their monopolies they overhire so they'll like literally they'll hire anyone for that app to work so they overhire because their job because what they're trying to do is to try to like monopolize the market for that and by doing that they're like hijacking like kind of cities infrastructures because they're putting like you know cab drivers out of service and they're making they i'm sure I'm sure the rideshare companies didn't want like 
you know, prop A and prop B to pass here. I'm sure they don't want that. And if Amazon had, like, you know, bigger, I'm sure they put money into stopping that, too. They don't, they wanted the infrastructure, they wanted to, like, ingrain themselves into the infrastructure. Like, so, but then here's the issue with the drivers. They overhire the drivers, but there's not enough demand for the food. And now people are ordering $15 goddamn Big Macs from their app to sustain all these workers. So it's just these people on the clock making no money. And then when it's times like the Super Bowl or like Halloween, the app gets overloaded and crashes. And, yeah, that's uh, it's fucking so it's crazy. These, but um, it's these people being promised, like, I'm sorry. Uh, it's these people being promised, no, like, look, this is extra income or this is a way to work and set your own hours to be your own boss. But in reality, it's set up so no one fucking succeeds at it but the fucking people investing in it and the people putting putting money into it. Those are the only people that win. The drivers aren't doing anything. And then they did this prompt 22 to literally just take away like the most basic yeah. of rights for them. Minimum wage. And the minimum wage, by the way, was like supposed to just be like five sixty an hour. It wasn't even like a legit minimum wage. So. Yeah. Um, I have a, an article pulled up and, um, Lyft's uh, chief policy officer was the former Secretary of Transportation under uh, President Obama. Oh, so. and, and didn't he say some like weird, like Philip K. Dicky shit about like, um, wanting to ingrain themselves in to communities or some fucking like ominous like sci-fi shit? Um, so I I don't I don't know about that, but what I'm reading here is not good either. Um. He's basically saying, like, uh, that, let's see, so his name's Anthony Fox, um, and he's basically saying that they absolutely want to engage, this is a direct quote, we absolutely want to engage with our friends in labor and to figure out whether there's a larger, even more impactful way to move forward. Nothing would make us happier than to figure out how to get the voices of labor to lock arms with us and figure this out. Um, no. <laughs> yeah, it's like you just hamstrung, like, the workers. Like, you just – this prop fucking, like, destroys – You kneecapped like, the workers. You, you took away their power to unionize, and you're like, now work with us. And if that's – you know, that's already bad enough, right, that – you know, this is going to be, you know, happening uh, in California, uh, a, a place that, you know, a lot of the areas like cost of living is pretty high. Sure. Uh, but I'm sorry to a lot of people in California, this is already like their second, third job. Right. Like they're doing Uber to like have five roommates in San Francisco. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, another quote from him, I think. Prop 22 has now created a structure for us to discuss with leaders in other states and Washington potentially. So uh, oh, they're going to replicate you, shit everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that's the, and like, cause I remember my mom, cause I'm doing Uber to kind of pay. Luckily I have a job, but I'm doing it to, you know, pay for extra stuff and pay for books for the kids I teach and stuff. And when it passed, my mom, who was like 60, she doesn't like know – she doesn't dig deep into shit that's not presented in front of her. was like, well, this sounds good for Uber because 
this sounds good for you because they were saying that Uber's going to like, you know, you might lose the flexibility. And it's like, it doesn't say that literally anywhere. That's just them saying that. Like, you'll still be able yeah. to work whenever you want. And then I sent her just a screen cap from when I was like working one day. And I was like, these are the kind of people that order food from Uber. And it was someone in like the high rises, like downtown. And their directions were like literally a page of text on my phone of how to get into their building. And at the end, they were like, congrats. You made it through the maze with like a smiley face. And I just and I just left it at their door. And I'm like, your food's at your, the bottom of your apartment complex. And I don't give a shit if I get fired from that company. And those people don't tip. And it's kind of like, so a lot of people, this is not like a good job for people. People don't want to be doing this. And then you're fucking hamstringing them even more by being like, well, there's no minimum wage now. Yeah, I mean, they, they act like they act like all these people are like end up like they keep throwing around that fucking term like independent contractor. Like these people are like, I get to make my own hours. No, every Uber driver and Lyft driver, this is not their main. It might be their main source of income, but they have other jobs. And if they it's their main source of income, they're doing it like twelve hours a day. <laughs> yeah, and the only and reason that they're fucking doing this and and having to do this is because. Literally, they make no fucking money at their other job either. Do you remember so that just... absolutely psychotic viral video that came out like a, during the summer of that like guy going like, "I made twenty thousand, I made twelve thousand dollars a month doing Uber nonstop, twelve hours a day, seven days a week," and it's like fucking that's like or i mean twelve hundred dollars like twelve hundred dollars would like just cover my rent not my bills or anything you know what i mean so it's just like that that would include my groceries that would include the money that you had to put in the gas the money and the maintenance on the car the money on to just like my utilities like you can't afford to live on that and to just be like if you just it's like that dangling carrot thing where it's like if you just work hard enough then then you can make a living at this it's like at the sacrifice of what? You literally have no leisure time. You're, you're saying that like it's not like the most terrifying dystopian thing where it's like I work 12 hours a day, seven days a week for Uber.com delivering fucking crepes and driving people to baseball practice and shit. Like, and it's like that's not good. And then you <laughs> – yeah. And then you're like we're going to make it worse now. We're going to like actively make this sh- shitty thing worse. Because our investors are expecting like twenty time return on what they put into it, it's fucking bullshit. Yeah, I mean that being said, uh, I think you know anyone that is you know doing that on a regular basis, like doing Uber, Lyft, or anything like that, like they need to be organizing. Yeah. Because uh, I mean, this is obviously like based off that quote. That's this is just like the start. Like this is where you know they get to scale it, uh, like for one whole large fucking state in uh, this country. Uh, that's pretty concerning. If you haven't looked at it, even people listening that don't have any stake in Uber, I recommend going to the Uber drivers like subreddit because I'm I'm on there a lot, just trying to actively be like, hey, Texas, we should like try to organize or do something like. And every time you put something about organizing, like, it's flooded with, like, replies and comments of, 
like obviously bots being like it it is cool not to have unions because if we had unions we'd have to wear uniforms with like the vomit emoji and it's like literally no one here cares about the weird freedom of hours thing like no one gives a shit yeah, it's like if you join a union, doesn't mean you're a fucking cop and you have to dress in a fucking uniform. And I don't know, that's such a weird, bonkers oh, no. like yeah, no. argument. <laughs> no, no, what they're saying is like, uh, if you unionize to like make your, you know, material conditions better, then Uber will have to be more restrictive and will have to make you work set hours and wear a uniform. It would be a real job. Isn't that gross? And a lot of people are like, no, not really. Not if it means I get paid, like, you know, a decent wage to do this shit. Because, like, on the Uber app, if you when you get on there, there's <laughs> orders where it's like you're picking up orders from, like, a Chick-fil-A where you have to wait in that fucking ungodly line. And they're paying you, like, 250 to do that already. So it's like, no, I mean, I'd rather have a living wage than a fucking, yeah, get, send me a fucking polo. To wear. I don't give a shit. I wear a fucking purple polo with Uber on it if you pay me a living wage. Like they say that like that's like a thing people are going to be like, living wage, happy to wear a uniform. I'm going to take the no uniform. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> Uh, it's uh, it's dumb, and I'm looking forward to the future where uh, doctors and nurses are considered contractors. Oh, that's already a thing. There's like definitely job like uh, I, I know I know someone who is hired by a contracting company that like basically just has like a roll roll call of like a fuckload of nurses, and then they just like insert them in different like hospitals and stuff. So that's. That's definitely a thing in in some places here in San Antonio. Apparently, I mean, but yeah, the what I'm saying, I, I meant that more like as like a <laughs> nationwide thing where every single job is just like you don't work for us, you're a private contractor. We're gonna treat you all like you work at McDonald's, neuroscientist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I feel like that's a good uh, way to lead into. Uh, the actual election, since we're talking about dystopian nightmare things. Um, it's going good, the election. Ugh. We already know who's president. It's uh, Joe Jorgensen. She won 100% <laughs> of the vote. America's cured. It's good. We have no roads. Uh, it, like, but it's good. I kind of like went on a super... Uh, like... I was kind of talking about this with somebody earlier today, but it's like that Republican ideology to, to vote for Trump, like at this point, it's like, it's not the evangelical vote. These people are fucking like psychotic fucking like nihilists. Like nothing fucking matters. Body counts fucking matter. Like that's where we're at. Like, all right. And not just that, like I had blame Trump supporters all fucking day, but also, I mean, what the fuck? Like, Joe Biden can't beat a guy who's essentially, like, a mass murderer? Like, what the fuck's happening? Well, he's the most electable, so... Yeah. What are they gonna do? Like, Bernie Sanders? 
run? Yeah. You know the super popular guy where they're going to let him run? No, thank you. Run <laughs> the guy, the guy that, that like, everyone I'm gonna hates. Give you, I'm going to give you fucking health care free at the point of service for uh, during a pandemic. No. Like, oh, We're going to no. go with the guy who pokes steel workers in the chest and goes, don't fucking vote for me. We're going to love that guy. You know, the most electable you one. Know, the, the Latinx community is so fucking afraid of fucking socialism. They're afraid of health care. They're afraid of... Uh, that's why they voted for Trump. Like, <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? It, yeah. It's... It, honestly, AOC is actually a small business owner. She is not She is not a DSA candidate. She's... <laughs> I don't know. It's just so stupid. Like, this whole... I don't know. I, I feel like Biden really pitched to just, like, Florida... Cubans, and that was it. Good, yeah, he, he lost. Was, he lost that fucking race. Well, that's Here the go. thing. You, he pitched to like weird right wing Cuban asshole. He he essentially pitched to Marco Rubio's. He was like, "Vote for me," and they're like, "No, we're all stupid, dumb, idiot assholes. We're all pitbull. <laughs> we're all the rapper pitbull." He also, made, he made the pitch to fucking the Lincoln Project to never Trump Republicans, which is a fucking myth. They don't exist, and the Lincoln Project people fucking admitted it on Twitter by like, I didn't fucking expect Republicans out. No, so you, he made a pitch to a non-existent constituency and wasted his entire fucking election pitching to people who don't fucking exist. It's like that scene. It's like the scene <laughs> in uh, Tommy Boy when he like fucks up the car door, and then Chris and then David Spade gets in, it rips it off, and then Chris Farley is like. What happened? That's what like that's what Joe Biden did. This he this just, result like, is... squandered it, and he's like, "Why is this happening to me?" It's like I don't know because you suck. <laughs> the only thing good about you is your son, who like gets blowjobs and smokes crack, which is tidy shit. Yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, I I do know. I mean, a lot of people that were talking about the way the votes were going to be counted. Uh, you know, pretty much said, you know, don't expect results the first day. Like the only way it was going to, you know, be a foregone conclusion was if like Biden, uh, you know, just was trouncing Trump like like some people were predicting. Uh, but I don't know, like I no one was, you know, excited about Biden. And I don't know how anyone could have thought that. Like it was a foregone conclusion. Like I don't know. It's yeah. The polling was so fucking off. They for some reason think that Republicans are people that they are not. Uh, they're fucking psychopaths who are ready to fucking chug bleach and service their dad Trump. And like they need to stop fucking trying to appeal. The fucking Republicans. Dude, I saw a thing like before we started recording where Tucker Carlson is on his show. Like he tonight he did this tonight on November fifth. Uh, just for you know record, Tucker Carlson was warning. He was like, I don't know. They might send the military to take Trump supporters' guns uh, if they keep protesting this election. So don't stop fighting. Like Tucker Carlson said that on his show. Like he's up, he's he's railing up these people who are already insane and going. The military's not going to do shit. 
The military likes you. The fucking cops like you. That's that's what's infuriating. Trump is willing to be like, stop the fucking vote. Biden, right now, needs to be rallying fucking people. He needs to be telling people in Wisconsin, Michigan, Nevada, Arizona, and Pennsylvania to get out in the fucking street and obstruct shit. Trump supporters are doing it. Why the fuck are we not doing it? Of course, he's not going to do that. But, like, we need to be fucking organizing and trying to stop this from happening. And we're fucking not. Or at least... Yeah. Well, it's not, it's not going to come from Biden, yeah. is what I was basically going to say. Like, all of the, like, mobilizing, like, work, it's all done by activists and leftists with, you know, the Democratic Party. It's never the Democratic Party themselves. Like, they don't care about having a popular, like, front or a popular movement or just, like, expanding their electorate. I mean, yeah, you know, they- we've hit the fucking note of Biden not being able to like, so it's not just that, you know, Biden was, you know, catering his message to these imaginary Cubans. Uh, The other thing that he did, (laughs) the other thing that he fucking did is that um, like in Florida, like Trump had like ads in Spanish language, like a month ahead of Biden. So like, even from like, just like, looking at this from like even just a campaign strategy like not only did he not have a you know message because you know hispanic people are not a monolith uh he also just decided to not be prepared to speak to the community at all like not have anyone like doing ads in spanish or anything so you you reap what you sow and you know, the Arizona thing, like I mentioned, Mijente, there's a different situation on the ground there. Um, if Texas would have gone uh, blue, the credit does not go to Biden or the Democratic Party. The credit goes to organizations like Move Texas, Texas Rising, like all these like all these fucking uh, top all these organizations that are centered around like we need to expand the electorate and we need to, you know, speak to working class needs and working class families. Like the Democrats don't speak to these people. Yeah. That I like, I totally get that. And it, but this is the like one instance where like, if you're expecting the DSA or Bernie supporters to carry this fucking election for you, it's done. Like this is the moment Joe fucking Biden needs to show leadership because yeah. no other organization is going to be able to do it, or is going to be able to mobilize the electorate the way that Joe Biden right now could do that. But and which which just begs the question. Well, not begs the question, which just kind of shows the obvious answer that Joe Biden's not willing to fight for Joe Biden. Uh, then no one fucking is. Joe Biden and doesn't it really know shows that the Joe most Biden important is. thing. The most fucking important thing in this election was not beating Donald Trump. It was beating Bernie Sanders, which they did. And they phoned it in. There's a million opportunities for them to beat Donald Trump. This is a one-issue campaign. Like, put aside what you shouldn't. Put aside everything else that, like, the country's on fucking fire. Police brutality is a huge issue. There's all this fucking shit. Huge, like... This is a one-issue campaign. If you can't turn 250,000 dead Americans into a plus for you politically when your fucking opponent's negligence killed those people, like, 
it, it's fucking the Democratic Party is if they lose the presidency is beyond irrelevant. And even if they win, they are losing the Senate and they lost seats in the House. And that is a fucking embarrassment. Like you're an irrelevant party. So you have no political ideology. You're done. So I think you're you're absolutely right about it being like a the the whole point of this like election cycle was to defeat Bernie Sanders and to do the shit that Biden was doing in the debates and in his town halls, being like, I beat the socialist man. I beat him. And it's like that was their whole thing. And it's fun on Twitter and it's fun on Facebook and it's fun to post memes about Bernie would have won. I mean, there's a he probably would have won if Democrats would have, you know, done what they asked the leftists to do. And suck yeah. it up and vote, but they wouldn't have fucking done that. They would have fucking thrown that shit so goddamn hard just to make a point. And all the shit and that's what pisses me off so much. Is it's like this is happening now where this election's taking forever, a coup's happening, and all these shitheads are on CNN and MSNBC and on Facebook and on Twitter, and they're still like screaming about Susan Sar- Susan Sarandon being like, you should have voted in 2016. And it's like, we did, like, we were being your allies in this. A lot of us sucked it up and voted for Trump. I know, like, legitimate, like, no, I'm sorry. I voted for Biden. <laughs> I'm sorry. I voted for Trump. <laughs> Whoops. No, but like... <laughs> um, but yeah, we all voted for Trump and now he's president. And that's what we want as the left. That's what they keep saying. <laughs> but like... But we... But that's what we – I know like legitimate people who like don't vote, like people who are like anarchists that were like, I guess this is like the one time I'll vote because we should get this fucking asshole out of office. And a lot of people like fell in line because Trump's the fucking – like a legitimate threat to the existence of this stupid shitty country. And we're still getting blamed that their shithead candidate underperformed. Like, the left is still getting blamed. And then, but then it's like, because I've been thinking about that a lot, where it's like, we know we know a certain guy on Facebook who uh, absolutely would have not voted for Bernie just to make a point and to try to teach us a lesson. But at the same time, uh, spent the past like four months screaming at us to buy into fucking Joe Biden's brain damage ass bullshit. And it's like, okay, well, you don't get to have it both ways. Next time, you can just eat shit and lose to Trump fucking right off the rip, you dumb assholes. Or do a communism. Just do a communism. Once. Try it. <laughs> it's like vegetables. How do you know uh, it's that- bad if you, if you never tried it? Or kissing a boy. If you ever kissed a boy, you don't know if you like it. Do <laughs> communism. Maybe you like it. Maybe you like communisms. You fucking babies. No, uh, I know who you're talking to about. And uh, yeah, I had a long conversation with that person about, uh, well, not really a long conversation. He responded to like one thing I did and then never responded back to me. But um, Hillary like wore him down at one point and he was like, um, where he admitted, where he was like, well, all right, Biden's a flawed candidate. Maybe, like, Bernie would have done better. 
and blah 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 but that's not where we are now so we just have to accept the reality and that's the thing it's like like, that was the point but you hillary like but told me like he he fucking voted for biden in the primary like all right if i'm gonna accept your logic that doing anything other than voting for biden in the general is fucking stupid then literally voting for anybody but bernie sanders in the primary was the dumbest fucking move because yeah bernie would have won if bernie was the uh, fucking nominee right now, this fucking fucking race would have been called on election night. And, Fuck you. And, and you that's what's so fucking stupid about like America and the fucking the CAA spy who's like, don't ever say socialism to me again. It's like, you know when other countries, like other sane countries, Bernie is like you. Bernie is like a lib to these other countries. <laughs> yeah. He's not yeah. radical like at all. He's literally just like, hey, how about like we make it so banks can't just constantly like butt fuck everyone and yeah. like health insurance companies can't butt fuck everyone. And let's just make it so like people can like, you know, have a fair shake at life. And they're like, well, that's fucking insane and like, radical. And we're going to fucking throw everything to stop you. We're going to throw everything at you to stop you from doing this, and now you get the guy whose son smokes crack and gets blowjobs as That's what, like, uh, yeah, like, Bernie is, uh, I definitely think Bernie's more left than he his platform actually is. And that's what, like, a lot of fucking Democrats don't understand. It's like, oh, Bernie Sanders' uh, single-payer program, Medicare for All, that's, that is the compromise position because it still leaves intact, uh, it's not state-run healthcare. It's just state. The state pays for it, which, like, no, fuck you. We shouldn't even be going. Like, we shouldn't even be compromising on that now. The starting position should be NHS, state-run healthcare, state-run hospitals, state-run government-run healthcare. Period. Point blank. Uh, there should not be a profit motive that enters anywhere into it. Like, fuck you. Like, Bernie Sanders was the compromise. Dude, what's so funny about like the Joe Biden thing where he's like, um, lots of Americans like their insurance thing, and I don't want to take that away from them. It's the thing they like so much. They love their insurance provider. It's like, name <laughs> one person in the world who's like, yeah, fuck yeah, dude. I like Geico Insurance or fucking whatever. I love this okay. weird insurance I- company that Jared Kushner is invested in. I love that they get to decide, like, what medication I get to take. I fucking love that that happens. There's not a single person who's like, this is tight. I like that. I like this company. This company's like my son. Yeah. <laughs> Stupid as shit. Just... And, the, and the fact that, like, Biden's... Uh, a huge failure on Biden's part, too. It, it, at least in terms of, like, politically, electorally, whatever, like, even if he has all the same positions he has now, him even acknowledging the narrative and him going out of his way to say, no, I'm pro-fracking. Like, no, I beat the social. Like, you're just buying in their fucking bullshit. Like, shouldn't have acknowledged it and should have just driven home the point. Trump, right. Literally murdering you with a disease. Yeah, it's accepting their premise. Like, yeah. Don't do that. Like, if you're going to represent whatever the fuck the left is in America, then you don't accept the Republican framing. You never do. Because it isn't 
you're already playing into their fucking narrative. You're, you're, you lost. You're already done. Dude, and what's, here's the thing I think about all the time, and it goes back to uh, the unnamed Facebook agitator. Jeff Stone. Like, it's, 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 it's Jeffrey Von Stone. I don't know if that's his middle name. I just say it to him all the time. He's like, why do you call me? And I'm like, sounds good. Sounds white like you. Um, no, but uh, yeah, so let's just call him Jeff Stone. So uh, when we're arguing <laughs> with Jeff Stone on Facebook, um, I remember Amador. It was a thing me and you got into it with him. Uh, by the way, this is not Jeff Stone. <laughs> just to clarify, <laughs> if he's listening. Yeah. Um, but we got into this with him about just like he's like past positions and the whole uh, Clarence Thomas thing, and this guy's like, well. I'm not worried about the past. I'm worried about the now. And then it's like the Amy Coney Barrett thing. When they asked about it, he's like, she seems good and like a chill person. It's like, he's literally doing it again. That's why you should worry about the past in history, you stupid sack of shit. Yeah. Because he's literally doing it again. Or he's like, hey, how do you feel about this like crazy lady who's in like a religious cult that thinks abortion's bad? He's like, ah, she seems tight as shit to me. I like her. And it's like he's literally doing it. He's doing all the shit that he that he did when people were like, "This guy sucks," and they're like, "I'm worried about the president." It's like, well, if you were worried about the president, you wouldn't have nominated this guy who can barely be the stupidest person on earth in the middle of a plague. Yeah, <laughs> the president just had like forty five of his tweets like blocked <laughs> because he's just lying. It's like, you can't beat that guy? It's insane. It's fucking... Dude, the fucking forever leader of, like, Iran. The like, guy who was like, I'm the forever leader. Was like, uh, yeah, the US elections are fucking bullshit and weird. This is, like, embarrassing. What's happening to you? People in England are, like, <laughs> laughing at us. They have Boris Johnson as their leader. They have, like, fucking... Sa sausage Boy as their fucking leader. I and they're laughing at us. I recently found out, it's just kind of like anecdotally, it's like people think, well, uh, America, like maybe we don't have all the same programs that Europe has, but, you know, globally speaking, we're better off. It's like, that's, that's not even fucking true. I found out that Afghanistan has like three months paid uh, paternity leave. <laughs> Afghanistan, the country we've been bombing for 20 fucking years, <laughs> has three months paid paternity leave. Uh, and we don't even have that. We don't have even a single fucking day of federally mandated. Uh, like, what the fuck? Kenny, Afghanistan is a U.S. puppet government. So, like, they're just... You know how, like, they they keep beating the shit out of people in the streets? Like, they the trial run was in Afghanistan, right? And they, you know, they That's had to clean it up. Then they use it here. So we're going to get that... We're going to get that leave soon. That's what America does. We just overthrow countries, and then we try out all the good shit over there. <laughs> we're like, let's see if this good shit works. By the way, like, we're going to tear down all the trees in your state, and we're just going to put giant stacks that just shoot, like, fucking cancer right into your bedroom window. <laughs> That's what you get here, but, like, in in Afghanistan, like, uh, they get they get a million dollars free every month. We're trying that out. 
It's so fucking crazy. So is, don't they also have like 500 migrant children that they just can't find the parents of? Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. That's weird. a that's yeah, a cool thing that the administration just has. And when they Biden Trump barely up. beat that guy. Yeah. He barely fucking beat him. Are you talking about Trump? Yeah. No, he didn't beat Trump. Trump's going to win. I'm Trump's... calling it. I'm calling it. Trump's going to win. Well, yeah, this happened just now. Just happened like minutes ago. Where Sean Hannity said uh, Pennsylvania should hold a do-over election. And... <laughs> <laughs> Wait, it just become the absolute worst fucking, like, state in the fucking country? I swear, dude, if this election <laughs> went any fucking further, we'd have to bomb Pennsylvania. We'd have to send all of the militias, like, from all of our, like, shitty states over there, and they would just have to take it over. Like, that's, that's how Pennsylvania ends. Sean Hannity's like a 70-year-old man, and he's like, we should do a do-over. You get paid to talk about politics, and you're like, we should do a redo. I didn't get my way, so we should do a real, we should redo the vote. And meanwhile, there's just fucking psychopaths outside screaming Pizzagate. <laughs> did, did you see this thing? I saw this tweet this morning of a bunch of like right-wing people were claiming uh, that they saw a guy like stealing votes. Because he yeah. had, like, a weird barrel with, like, a briefcase in it. And it turns out he was, like, a news guy. And it was, like, his, like, camera equipment. These are the stupidest fucking people <laughs> on planet Earth. Yeah, and they're also got, literally like, the reason Maricopa County has not reported, has not, like, Arizona's not fucking finished is because these idiots showed up with, like, AR-15s to be like, Keep on counting the votes. And they're like, that's what we're doing. Like, why are you guys standing out there with fucking AR-15s? It's like, we're going to fucking kill you. And they're like, ugh, <laughs> fucking stop. And they're like, no, keep counting. Go home, you Dude, fucking psychos. I saw a video last night of people in, I think it was like Detroit, like a bunch of people, like just chanting. They were like, stop the vote. Stop the vote. And they were like getting closer and closer to like, the uh, the uh, ballot counting place, and this cop just went, "Hey, back up!" And they all went, "Oh, oh, I'm sorry." And they like fucking backed up. It's like, how are we gonna be a violent mob, but also be like so cucked by the cops that when they're just like, <laughs> "You're getting too close," they're like, "I'm sorry, Mister Cop," and then they just fucking. That's the worst part. These guys are so fucking cucked. Like, if you just showed any amount of strength, they fucking buckle. They're like, all related, though. Mm. They're all married with each other and shit. Like those are, those are their own fucking families. So like, I'm not gonna do that. Let's go home, Cletus. I got Celebrity Apprentice season three. We're gonna fucking <laughs> jerk off on each other. Watch. It's gonna find our fucking meatloaf. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna see if I can find this on uh, YouTube. But apparently, they just uh, had on NBC News. They just had Al Gore on to talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> like Al Gore, you experienced having an election stolen from you, and you just gave up. Hey, remember when you became a? Remember when you went down in history as the absolute cucked man on the fucking planet? Where you're just like, I concede. All right, fuck it, let him have it. Remember what? I want to enter. We should get him on the podcast, but only ask him about that South Park episode with the man bear pig. 
They'd <laughs> be like, "Would you remember that? That was fun. That's." I saw some stupid uh, mainstream media needs to stop making that uh, comparison because it's the man bear not comparable. Florida in 2000 was at least a recount. <laughs> um, this is not a recount. This is just the count. Yeah. We're not even in recount territory, you fucking assholes. Well, and like apparently Trump's campaign is egging on you know, some of this like uprising. Like they were sending out emails like, you need to go and fucking protect the vote or count the vote or stop the vote count. Depending on yeah. the state you're in, or which is why Joe Biden should be calling for us to be like, he should be sending out emails like, you need to go fucking kidnap Baron and fucking <laughs> <laughs> warehouse. Dude, Baron would he, let you kidnap needs... him. Baron would like be like, yeah, <laughs> like you'd be like, where's Baron to kidnap please, him? Please. He'd be hiding in like your van already. Like you'd be like, where's Baron? <laughs> I can't find him, and he'd be like hiding in your van. He's like, shh, don't tell my like psycho dad that. I, would, I like want to play Xbox like a normal kid. <laughs> uh, so I found that. Um, so I found that Al Gore thing. If you guys want to hear a little bit of that, yeah, like it. Who knows all about waiting for results of a disputed election? Former Vice President and 2000 Democratic presidential nominee Al Gore. Vice President Gore, thank you for spending some time with us. Good to see you. Thank you for inviting me, Lester. Glad to be here. Uh, a lot of us uh, who were veterans of covering that 2000 race have thought about you in the last two days and wondered how you're processing all this. I know the, the circumstance is not exactly identical, but give us your thoughts about what we're watching and from the perspective of, of your race 20 years ago. Well, first of all, this is a completely different election from the one 20 years ago. Uh, Joe Biden has multiple pathways uh, to secure his victory. Of course, I'm for him, and I'm hoping that will be the case very soon. Uh, but the most important principle that I defended 20 years ago that Joe Biden and many others are defending tonight is let's count every legally cast vote and obey the will of the American people. You know, I looked at he didn't do that, though, right? <laughs> Wasn't he? Like, that was his whole thing. Wasn't Al Gore like, uh, oh, gee, I mean, I don't want to cause too much trouble. Oh, man, he already won. I don't, oh, man. Oh, I don't want to be a burden. And then, and then Libs went on to blame Ralph Nader for the rest of eternity. And Bernie is now Nader. So. I mean, to be fair, Ralph Nader... He's going to win the election. He <laughs> is good. His hey, nickname, I have no problem with Ralph Nader running because he actually accomplished things. And I don't I don't know if I could have said that for Bush or Gore. I knew a, I knew a kid named Caleb who uh, called uh, Bazooka Zookers and he called Grenades Naders. So whenever I hear <laughs> like growing up. Like, we were living in Italy on an Air Force base, so we'd always play, like, Army. And he'd be like, Naders. I got a Zooker and I got Naders. <laughs> and so whenever I heard Ralph Nader's name, it made me think of that fucking stupid-ass kid. <laughs> Dude, it's weird, because the 2000 election is, like, the first election I remember. Um, yeah. And 
the thing I remember most about it was I was like fucking furious that the election wasn't over by like nine thirty because there was a Spurs game in Phoenix that started late. And my dad and mom refused to like change the channel from the news. And I was like, I fucking want to watch the Spurs game. <laughs> Holy shit. But this year, I didn't even, we didn't even have the fucking pandemic fucked it up. Like, we didn't even have basketball to like go like, this election coverage sucks. I'm going to switch the channel to a game. Man, I wonder if the NBA would have like made their schedule like still go around uh, election day. Because, like, you know, if it's election day, you like, what rationality do you have to, hey, I have this basketball game on, so now all these workers, like, if they didn't get a chance to vote, they can't vote now. <laughs> like, LeBron James is like, I can't vote. I got to play the Clippers tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? Like, voter suppression for, like, like really rich, like, black <laughs> Americans, holy shit! John we'll figure out a way. John I Wall. Mean, that's John Wall is a DMP, and under like in the little dash, it just says voting. There's like a bunch <laughs> of players just like miss games. Like, well, you don't get a paycheck for that day, so sorry, John Wall. You should vote for Birdie, John Wall. I thought no. I was gonna say. I bet a lot of the NBA guys are like low-key Trump guys, just like the rappers are. No, I bet they're all Kanye voters. <laughs> Kevin Durant for sure voted for Kanye. That guy's a stupid idiot. Nah, that's not fair though. Durant, but... That's what's like so funny about like the thing with like the rappers. Everyone's like surprised like Lil Wayne and fuck a 50 Cent. It's like, yeah, no, yeah. dude, they're rich as shit. They're not like you at all. <laughs> Yeah. Um. Yeah, you got anything else? Uh, it's almost midnight on Thursday, and still we know. still don't know who's president. I know, but I'm not going to tell you. I, I, I've known since Monday night who's president, <laughs> and it's uh, what's who's the other guy that. Rock, Dun- Rock Dunbar? Is that the not Joe Jorgensen guy? Who the fuck's Howie Hawkins? I don't know if that's like Hawkins. Rock Dunbar. <laughs> I'd vote for a guy named Rock Dunbar. I don't know where Kenny went. I think he just went to go commit. Uh, Alright, yeah, I think that's the episode. Um, goodbye forever. Goodbye. Confederacy against the election, against America, against that who you have declared to be in the White House. We break it up in the name of Jesus. We lose confusion into every demonic confederacy directed right now at this election, directed specifically at the six states. We come against.